Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for another episode of the Bitter Bistro Podcast. A great episode for you. Very excited to have this guest in the studio right now as we speak. Miss Taylor Murphy Sinclair, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Uh, thanks for being here. And my first referral uh, guest really? here. So yeah, uh, this is going to be a show of first because my first referral, also my first hyphenated guest. Yes. So that's pretty cool. It's Taylor Murphy hyphen Sinclair. Yes, correct. So married. No, actually, married. my okay. dad is the Murphy and my mom is the Sinclair. So that was great. I like that. Actually, my nephew has that. He has a um, my last name or my family's last name and his dad's last name too. That's part of his name. So I think that's pretty cool to incorporate both into the you know into the family. Yeah, yeah it's unique. Just sucks to write it out on like school papers, though. You know, like there's never enough bubbles for you to fill, like <laughs> never enough space on the line. But other than that, it's pretty. It's pretty okay. <laughs> that's great. Well, like we start uh, in all Bitter Bistro podcasts, show about the service industry. How did you get sucked into this Vortex? What was your first job? Oh, yes. Vortex is such a good word for it. Um, my first job was as a bartender slash server in Beverly Hills, and it was fairly recent. It was like two years ago, and um, I lasted two whole days of training <laughs> because it was so bad. And um, I just knew I had to get out of there. The girl that was training me was like the worst human in the world. She was just, I don't know, she'd been there like two years and she wanted to be an actress and she was really... Wait, they have those? Oh yeah, that's a thing here, yeah. <laughs> um, she was just so high strung and uptight and weird. And she would do this thing to me where <laughs> she would try to like let me know how close she was with everybody that worked in the restaurant and how adored she was by like her legions of fans and coworkers. So she would literally be like, um, okay, like so our manager Brian, I call him B because we're really, really close. Um, he can be kind of hard on you like when you first meet him, but like I'll show you the ropes of like how he is. Like obviously the way I interact with him is going to be a little different than the way that you interact with him because like we're super close. Like honestly, if you said things that I say, like you would be fired on the spot. So like don't do that because you're not going to be as close as we are. Oh, and I would just those. be like, okay, okay, right. great. Like I, I won't say anything. And she'd be like, for example, <laughs> she'd be like, look at this text I sent him this morning. And I look at the text and it's like, grab me a coffee or something like that. She was like, if you said that, you would be fired. However, since I said it and we're super, super close, it's okay. And that was everything. Like guests, regulars, she'd be like, those are my regulars. I would address them by their first name, but don't you dare do that because that would make everyone uncomfortable because I'm really close to them and you don't know them yet. In the two years that she's worked there, she's become extremely close with everybody. Yeah, exactly. That was basically the point of the entire first day of training. And I just felt badly because it was like, wow, this restaurant is so important to you. You know, like it's the only thing that matters in your life and it's so important. Where was this? Beverly Hills. What place? Can I say? Yeah, you know, we'll, we don't say places that we're currently employed at. So any Got place it. that's a former employer, I say have fair game. South Beverly Grill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that place has been there for a while. Yeah. So. They're just... They're going for it. Really tight knit community, right. and everyone's really that. close. First so name basis, easy. so it doesn't get any closer than that. Pretty much, right? Especially if you're wearing a name tag. So, yeah, it seems like everyone knows who you are when that happens. Yeah, really strange. <laughs> okay, so obviously you uh, suffered through two days. I did of that, and then where do you go from there? Um, and then I transitioned to the last job I had and just recently quit um, downtown, and I can say sure, uh, Border Grill downtown LA, which okay. was actually really 
really cool place to work. Um, Mary Sue and Susan are the owners, and they have like a celebrity following, and so it was just kind of an interesting right. thing to be part of. Oh, wait, because are they Top Chef Masters, yeah, okay, and they were the two hot tamales. Um, so that cooking do, show back they in the day. They seemed like pretty cool people to work for. They were at least actually on the TV really show. cool. Yeah, they were really cool. Nice. Um, and so it was interesting to work in a place that's known for the owners because people right. come in, you know, they want to see them. Autographs are being signed. Cooking classes are happening. Wow. So it was like, that's pretty cool. unique, I think. And it's a unique experience because I've worked for a celebrity chef before and sometimes it can be a pain because they're enjoying being the celebrity chef. <laughs> These two ladies seem they're quite the opposite. They're very like down to earth and they are. So. I mean, they've been, they've been really well respected in the industry for so long. I feel like they're just like, cool and they know they're not you know right high and mighty on their status or anything <laughs> like that awesome so you have a lot of you had a lot of regulars or people coming to see them specifically yes. so like any kind of like weird um like customers that come in like want something specific because oh, they yeah. think that it's a, a celebrity chef that they're just going to cook anything that they want for them or like how how did you handle those types of customers oh, oh yeah i mean there's a ton of that and especially working downtown la uh-huh. That's like where the crazies are and come and congregate. Like I'm positive that it's like there's not a weirder place in the world than downtown LA. Right. And you know we would have people come in because we had multiple uh, multiple locations. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, we had one in Santa Monica, one downtown, Las Vegas, right. LAX. So people would come in under the impression that the menus are the same at every location. Like oh. if there was a special in Santa Monica, they think that they're gonna have it right. here downtown. So people would come in and they would spend like a bunch of time like describing the special, you know, to me. And I was, again, bartending and serving and they'd be like, there was a chicken dish that I had in Santa Monica like six months ago and it had pepper and it was, and I would just be like, you know, I don't know, but here's this really long, full menu for you to choose from. (laughs) And... Yes, the chefs work in the back, but they don't actually cook your food. And for that matter, like, neither do I. Right. So <laughs> it was just it, tons of stuff like that. Yeah, I never understood that. Like, I had some lady come in to my place the other night. She's like, I, I want this, uh, like, this grapefruity martini. And I'm like, okay, so it's just, like, grapefruit juice and vodka. And she's like, no. Actually, I got it across the street at the, the <laughs> restaurant there. I'm like, well, okay, so here's what we can do. You can go across the street and get it, bring that over, or you can just tell me like what's in the drink. I mean, right, I don't yeah. understand like when people say, I don't really know what it is, but I had it this one time. It's like, well, chances are you're not going to get like, it I over here. I don't remember. I had this woman come in and she was with like an older, much older guy. And I'm not sure what the relationship was there, but like it was definitely something like bizarre. <laughs> and um, he ordered a dirty martini and she was like, I'll have the same. And then I brought it to her. And she took like a sip, a sip of it, and she was like, "Oh, uh, 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 no, I hate olives." What? And I was like, "That's what it. That's what it is. It's vodka and olive juice, yeah. like with some olives in there on top, like stuff like that." You know, people are just are so confused. I'm like, "Have you ever eaten out ever one time, like it's, in your life?" It seems like so many people haven't. Because next time she goes to order dirty martini, she's gonna say, "Can I get it without the olive juice?" Oh, you know she <laughs> will. <laughs> I feel badly for the right. person that has to deal with can that. Can you just do it with salt or something yeah, different? Yeah, like can we just, I don't, I really didn't like that flavor. Right. Like, okay, well, don't get it. <laughs> like, I can't help you. So, okay, so you were bartending and serving, and some, which one did you like better? Um, bartending versus serving? Yeah. Bartending, definitely. Okay. Serving's why? like, 
oh, you have to walk around and get out around the tables, you know, bartending. You just get to hide back there. It's like, it's like one of the criteria of the job, walking around. Right, exactly. That's the worst. And we didn't, um, we didn't have bar backs. And so we were responsible for like making all the ingredients. You know, we'd squeeze all the lime juice right. and all that kind of stuff. And so it was great because if you were done talking to somebody, like if you were just tired of it, you could just be like, I'm sorry, I have three gallons of lime juice to squeeze. I can't. Oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, I, I, I had to get more ice. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. But if you're a server, you're trapped at that table. You're trapped there until they release you. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about it before a lot with uh, some of my guests where bartending, there's a certain like power that you have. Yes. There's also a boundary, I would say, because the, the bar is literally in between you and the guest. But there's also <laughs> yeah. the power because you have what they want. And you can literally just withhold that from them, the alcohol, and so oh, yeah. until they behave or they leave. Basically, as a server, you kind of you kind of have to stay there and take the grunt of their uh, displeasure, whatever whatever they're unhappy about at the moment, which is usually everything. Uh, literally yeah. everything. Yeah. We had a we had a woman who was like, um, the chips are broken because it's a Mexican restaurant. We serve chips and salsa, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, she was like, the chips are broken. And I was just like, well. well I don't know. So Sometimes she wants you to go break. back. Yeah. Yeah. So, Can you get me some chips that yeah. are all intact? Yeah, exactly. I Perfect want, triangles. Yeah. You hear me? Perfect triangles. I want isosceles triangle chips. Okay. Yeah. No ends broken off. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. Bartending. Bartending is just easier. And the power of cutting people off. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't give you anymore. Like, that's how I passive aggressively, like, get out my anger. Right. <laughs> you know, whether it's from, like... LA traffic or whatever. Telling someone no more is just like the most satisfying. <laughs> I just delightful. see you getting into work from traffic and you cutting somebody off. I'm like, um, I just got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I'm like, sorry. Well, it's enough. Yeah, you seem done. like you've had enough. You're done. Yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I've I've cut people off too, and it's either like such a great feeling, or there's those people who just constantly just stay there and want to argue with you more. And I'm like, well, you're kind of proving my point here that you're uh, you're too drunk right. to drink anymore. Right, exactly. You won't shut up. Just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. <laughs> Get your lime juice. See, that's what I yeah. mean. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't hear the, the squeezing. The sound of the squeezing is just like, preventing me from hearing your complaints. That's a good excuse. I'm going to start using that. You, I, oh, you I got to go should. squeeze some limes. Yeah. You're like, oh, sorry. It's really important. We can't have any drinks if we don't squeeze the yeah, limes. But so. you're a server. I, I need my lime juice. Oh, what can God, I say? I, really... I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Table 300 is like really going through it. I don't know. <laughs> so at a Mexican restaurant, did you get like a lot of customers just kind of try to cheat their way and just getting chips and salsa and like maybe like a drink or two? without like really ordering too much off the menu? We had a really ridiculous happy hour. I mean, it was so cheap for the quality of the food and the drinks and the ingredients we were putting in. And so bottomless chips and salsa for free oh, was God. an automatic thing. So people would come in and they would get like their $5 happy hour margarita and then that would be it. So their bill would be like... Yeah, like five twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they would camp out there for a while. Oh, yeah. Sit on the little, you know, high top tables and talk or whatever and just have their one margarita. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, please, I don't want to help you. See, this is the point I'm trying to get across to people. This is a business. Yeah. Not only the fact are we trying to earn a living as servers, but this establishment is trying to survive as a business. And then people are like so surprised when restaurants shut down. It's like, well, you're the reason why. Oh, yeah. It's, don't go out if yeah. you can't afford to like spend some money. That's, that doesn't make sense to me. And that includes the tip. Thank you very much. Like that is 
my wage right. basically is your tip you know so please be be gentle and now, be kind i should have sent you some of these links but there's been some like uh like on facebook or through like uh, other server uh, blogs where they have like pictures of receipts that they've gotten and some people have gotten like uh, the credit card receipts and in the tip line they put you know sorry single mom or <laughs> no. on a budget no and, single mom but have you ever gotten anything yeah. or seen anybody who's gotten something like that I've never had an excuse for it for not tipping but I did have a guy um, who was upset and I think he was like kind of high up I think he might have been like the CEO of some clothing company I'm not, I don't know I think he was important okay um, and he sat at the bar and if you sit at the bar the point is kind of rapid service you know exactly. we're trying to just like get you in get you out and um, the one of the bus boys took away his plate like at what he deemed too quickly and he got really upset and so he called me over and he was like I'm a nice guy but if if someone you know perpetrates a violation like this against me like I have to speak up and like this whole monologue and I'm just sitting there like uh-huh oh yeah I'm so sorry oh it must have been awful to not have your plate in front of you for another second right. you know and um so at the end of that meal he wrote zero dollars as my tip circled it and then wrote get control of yourself what at the bottom of the receipt. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I felt very in control. I was going to say, what control has you lost in that situation? There's like, what, maybe used the I, word What did he say? He was like, uh, like perpetrating like a, a okay, violation. Stop right there. Those two words, perpetrating and violation, should not even come into a restaurant environment. No, I just, I hate people. I really <laughs> do. I think, I think every person that works in the I mean, that's how a cop does. talks. Yeah. All right. That's how they, they would talk to someone they're about to arrest. Yeah. And get control of yourself. Right. I was like, I thought I was Were you in control. A guidance like, counselor? I think, yeah. well, I think what it was is because he thought that I had like jurisdiction over the busboy taking his plate. Like, I think he thought that I told him to do that, which I didn't. And I think the plate was empty. I'm pretty sure the plate right. was empty, but he just wanted it there longer. And then he complained to the manager that the service was far too fast. And she, she was just like, okay. <laughs> but it wasn't like one of those situations where like you had to go and like reorder something that, you know, was only half eaten, like a taco or. No, no. Okay. no. People like that, there's a special place reserved in hell for, yeah. for those people. But see, that's the thing though. People like, I don't know. It's like learning about restaurant etiquette as far as like the signals to let your server and or bartender know that it's okay to take away something that you're done with. I think the classic just pushing your plate away is great because then yeah. I, I clearly I know I can go and take the plate away. But there's some people where I'll even ask them, I'll say, you know, are you finished? May I take your plate? And I think that question is too confusing because they'll say, yeah, and I'll go and reach <laughs> for it. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not done. I'm like, well, hang on. You're like, I thought that's what I asked. Yeah, didn't I ask you a question? <laughs> there is a lot that gets lost in transition. Yeah, or it's like, I yes, I'm like. done. Why don't you take the plate away already? I'm like, like I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know. I never know. My big dilemma is always like about dropping the check because do you say, are you ready for your check? Because you don't want people to feel rushed or do you just not deliver it until they ask for it? And then sometimes people are mad at you because they're like, we've been waiting 45 minutes for exactly. the check. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't want to And that's always you. like the make or break moment too, uh, getting the check. Because some people feel like they wait forever for it. Yeah. Or that, I've just started like, I'll print out the check when I think it's time to, for them to go. 
And I'll just, I'll just say, can I get you anything else? And like, oh, we'll have to check. And I'm like, pow, there you go. There's there it your is. Check. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm ready to go too. Yeah. So, no. As soon as you pack up and leave, yeah. so can I. So please, I'm let ready me to get on show out you to here. the door. Yeah. I have had situations where I've said, um, you know, can I get you anything else? Is everything, is everything finished? And the person's just like, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, does good mean check or does it mean wait a little longer yeah. or like lurk around or I don't know I still haven't that's still not um been answered for me I still don't know those are kind of like the people where uh, you go to take I usually take the complete order at one time like apps and entrees and, and drink yeah so the people that just say you know I'm just gonna start out with like you know this little salad I'm gonna keep the menu and see how I feel <sighs> after that yeah and then right away I'm just like uh, that's gonna or, be a, yeah, it's going to be a problem for them. going to be a problem for the chef because he's going to hate me now because the whole order is not in. Or <laughs> Yeah, you're like, or you could just choose something right now while your yeah. friends are talking to yeah. me about what they want. Yeah, the, the people that hang on to the menu. I had a big party of like 15 people or something like that. And um, everybody ordered except this one guy was like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, check back in five minutes and I'll tell you. So I came back and he still didn't know. It ended up taking him like 45 minutes to make a decision. And then he asked if his food could come out with everybody else's. Oh, come on. And I was like, well, no, because everybody else ordered 45 minutes ago. Right, they're done. Yeah, like it's already out. We can't, like, I don't know. We can't help you. Yeah, people are... People just, I don't think they think about it, you know? I don't think they understand that, like, food has to be ordered and then prepared and then brought out. See, yeah. See, they want, like, a personal chef for one. And then they think they can just order at any point of the time that they're sitting there. And they're going to get the same meal, but at microwave speed. Right. So, I I don't really, there's, like, this weird balancing game that you have to play sometimes with these customers. And yeah. I use that word lightly sometimes. I don't. Yeah. Guests in yeah. air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Definitely people, air quotes. When my manager, I, I had this one manager who would like correct correct me every time I would I would just say to him privately I'd be like oh yeah then we had a customer and he'd go guests <laughs> and I would just be like excuse me like vomit on the floor <laughs> because you just said guest in like a corrective manner yeah I just customers guests patrons whoever right. They're all like, um, no, a guest is somebody that you would want to have. Yeah. That you would invite to your house, like a house guest, (laughs) not like that guy over there at, you know, table 40. That is a person taking up space. Yes. The other (laughs) night I had this three top and it was, I think it was a a little girl who was like 12 or 13, her mom. And I think it was her grandmother. And these ladies were beyond (laughs) like a pain. No. I mean, when we talk about customer, like this is like you just made me think of this immediately because the little girl was the most picky <sighs> little girl and her mom absolutely followed suit so I can see where she got this from. And then <laughs> the grandmother wasn't, you know, far behind on this train. Genetic or yeah. something. She ended up getting the little girl ended up getting a pasta and she wanted it without like kale and and uh, so I told the chef and we, we made it, he made it a different way. So it came out without kale and right away it was wrong because she didn't like it. And the pasta was different. The pasta and I, I should have told her it was different, which she's right at some aspects. But then she started saying that I'm going to get something else. And, you know, she want to get this flatbread, but with this instead of this and substitutions galore. So finally I told my supervisor, I'm like, you know what? I, you can just wait on that table. Because yeah. I, I think I'm good. He's like, I I'm can't. Good. He's like, why? I'm like, have you... <laughs> You're talking to the table, and that's why. I mean, they're complete idiots. 
Long story short, we ended up taking the pasta off the bill. We presented the bill with the other flatbread that she ordered. The grandmother got in the supervisor's face saying, yeah, we don't think we should pay for that because it came so much later than our entrees came. No way. Yeah. And we're like, um, that's because you ordered it you so much it. Yeah, later. I mean, you had food to begin with. We ended up taking it off their bill, but these are the type of the people that are ruining America. People and just complain to get stuff. They just complain to get free stuff. And and they get it every time because no time. one wants to risk, like, God forbid, a negative Yelp review. You know, Yelp is a weird thing because it allegedly has all this power, but I just think it's, like, ridiculous. But people will complain from, I have people drink their entire margarita and then be like, I didn't like it. And then I would say, well, you drank it. Yeah. And then they would say, I was thirsty. I'm like, you don't drink a thing with, like, two shots of tequila if you're thirsty. Right. That's why we have That's water. That's what water's for. Yeah, water. exactly. And it's sitting right in front of yeah. you. <laughs> And that glass is still full. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, drink up. Yeah. That's why I always say, like, oh, what didn't you like about it? Oh, like, that's a good one. What didn't you like about it? So I can, t- I want to tell the chef or the yeah, bartender what, what you didn't what like about it. What wasn't up to your standard? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, well, that's good. It's like people, you get, they get a martini, they're like, oh, God. I don't know. This just doesn't taste strong enough. I'm like, it's all vodka. Yeah. How, there's no what? way it doesn't taste. You're an alcoholic. Yeah. That's what that means. <laughs> get some treatment. <laughs> what is the problem here? You're not going to, yeah. I, but it's true though. In restaurants, you can always get something free if you complain. That's like the big secret. And these complainers like have it down to a science. Like they know how to get free stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. If you weren't on like the negative receiving end of that whole deal, it might be great to dine with those people. Because <laughs> you'd be like, well, free entree. Right. Coming my way. They must like go to department stores and like haggle for the price. I, I just, I have sympathy for anybody that has to deal with those people <laughs> on a regular basis. I really do. It's hard. It's real. Working in a restaurant is so hard. People don't realize, I don't think. How hard it is. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, you just have to, you know, bend over backwards for everybody and you're on your feet and people aren't appreciative and, you know, there's always a problem and there's never like a smooth experience. You're never like, you know what? That table worked well. Right. And nothing was wrong, and I was tipped reasonably, and it, it just doesn't happen. It's a, yeah, your chances are like winning the lottery, I feel like. It is weird, though, because people, like, don't, I don't know, like, I've just read so much stuff on online, heard from so many customers who, you know, have tried to be a smartass about it, saying that, you know, <laughs> anybody can do our job, or, you know, just trying to go down that road. And I've really learned that. They can't. Yeah, those people yeah. have never worked in a restaurant. No. If someone's like, well, I could like, I could do your job better than you. I'm like, oh, okay, we've obviously never, we've never been back here before. Yeah. I just want to hand them my apron and be like, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah. You uh, have that section over there. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Uh, I think the order's coming right up, so you might want to run that yeah, for you. Yeah, you might want to come back there and get that. It's true, though, because we just hired some guy recently, and nice guy, I mean, but he just didn't work out through the training because he couldn't, he just, like, he said he had experience he didn't have restaurant no. <laughs> experience. I mean, he was at the computer and he was like, he couldn't like find his way around a micros and then like yeah. the section he had trouble with. And it just sucked because he, he, they had to let him go, but it's like not everybody can do the yeah, job. Don't pretend. Well, don't pretend like you know how to right. do it. Cause you're going to get there and be like, I mean, even something really basic, like carrying a tray, that is not as intuitive as you think it's going to be. Like horrible. the first time you carry a tray full of drinks, you're yeah. like, okay, this is terrifying. It's scary. I mean, it's still scary. I mean, I've dropped a tray full of drinks on people and it's still oh. worse. Like I just, I literally just turned and walked away and went to my hands. <laughs> like, hands up. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I spilled um, coffee on a 
on a guy one time on he was wearing like khaki shorts and I spilled coffee on kind Perfect. of on the shorts and then also kind of on the leg and I just <laughs> didn't even know I just didn't even know what to do I was like I am really sorry was it really hot? And he was like, it wasn't that hot. And I was like, okay, well, we'll get another cup. That's good to know. I will give you anything you want. Right. <laughs> I, I said that. I was like, I will give you anything you want. And he was like, uh, well, how about some tequila? And I was like, what? Yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So I brought a nice round of shots for his table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The most expensive. Yeah. I want the, like, classe azul, like, and yeho right now. Right. And, and I want 10, 10 of them. But I would have done it. It was so embarrassing. It is horrifying. I mean, like, the, I had a tray. It was, like, four glasses of red wine. and Oh, red wine. It's just, so unforgiving. It's just that one extra lean that you make while you're trying to drop that first glass and I'll, I'll, I'll say this too yeah it was probably my fault but also people kind of make it hard when you're trying to like deliver drinks to a table yeah, or they anything to the table they could reach out and grab the drink or they could just move their hands from the front of them <laughs> or I that. don't get this like did people's mothers not teach them to not put their elbows on the dinner table or to like not put their cell phone oh, right their in the phone. middle I'm always like oh you're in the splash zone like when people would put their phones in the well like right in front of the well I, I like would just that. be like just so you know if, I, if your phone gets damaged, you can't sue because I warned you. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to use that. Splash zone. That's good. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, got to move that. But that's true, though, because cell phones are constantly in the way. Cell phones, and I'm sorry, girls' clutches. I know. Like, Purses, they're, they're I know. in the way. Um, that's my wife. My wife's like, you know, that's why we put them on a chair. So I figured that, that one exactly. out. Exactly. So yeah. I understand it now. Like, I didn't get it at first, but now I get it, like, you have a reservation for three, really two people, but one chair. But one is my purse. Yes. <laughs> and she really needs to stay seated for the <laughs> yes. duration of the meal. She's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. She's going to stay on <laughs> that just, seat. <laughs> we just need, yeah. And also, you shouldn't have your cell phone out when you're at dinner with people. No. That's, that's rude. Yeah. But there are, God, there are so many people who just are literally on their phones the entire time. And it's just two of them. I'm yeah. Like, are you guys texting each other? Like, where's Probably the Probably the texting family. Yeah. That's what we call it. We'd be like, oh, look, the texting family. Because it would be like, you know, a mom, dad, and two kids. And they would just have their thumbs just going a million yeah. miles an hour. They're all hunched over. and like. It's like, oh, how are your meals? Uh, you can't tell. Okay. Oh, yeah. you didn't eat it. You right. haven't even lifted the fork. <laughs> oh, Sick. yeah. All right. Well, I found this guy online. And um, he writes a blog and you know what? I'm not even going to say the name of the blog because he doesn't need any extra traffic going his way. But it's weird because <laughs> he wrote this post on November 24, 2009. Okay. For some reason, it has come to surface again because I have been sent this blog within the past week and a half by three different friends of mine on Facebook. Really? Who have just discovered it or someone else discovered it for them. And it's really interesting to me because it kind of looks familiar to me, but it, it, it kind of... This guy is definitely one of those customers, you know, in, right. in quotes. Space fillers. Right. So he just writes uh, five reasons why I won't tip you if you're a waiter. <gasps> Disgusting. So or he gets to the point, you know, with his blog title. And I like how he puts uh, if you're a waiter because, you know, thinking that if you're anything else, you know, he's not going to tip you. But anyways, I digress. So reason number one, and I'll just I'll be brief with these. You act as if you are my best friend. What? We don't really want to be friends with most people that we're serving, but also, do you really want someone who's going to be surly and, and not friendly? I mean, that's just right. not me in general. I'm not like a, I'm a pretty friendly person, and you know, you seem, you are too. Yeah. So, who's going to want someone who's going to come up to the table and just be frowning and, you know, you know, discussing what their problems are for the day? Well, the words that I would use are 
polite and Thank professional. Yes. Like, we're not trying to be your best friend, but we're not going to be, like you said, surly. We're not going to be aggressive yeah. and approach your table and be like, what do you want? That's exactly the word for it, too. Polite. You're going to come polite. up and be polite. We're paid to be polite. He says, bottom line, I don't want to know your name or interact with you <laughs> for any longer than I have to in order to place my order. As far as I'm concerned, you're the equivalent of a conveyor belt that brings me my food and a computer into which I input my order. Of course, I won't be rude. Uh, <laughs> well, like that's you haven't been already. Strike one. Yes. But don't expect me to interact with you any more than I would with some stranger. Have you ever heard of delivery or takeout? Why are you at a restaurant? Exactly. I mean, that's called buffet. Yeah. Wow, you're a conveyor belt and a computer? Wow, that's so mean. Yeah. That's just like really condescending and really unnecessary. I mean, oddly enough, there is like a sushi place in Beverly Hills that has a conveyor belt. Yeah, Fat Fish. Yes. Yeah, so that's the best. He can go there. Go to Fat Fish. Yes. That's what we should let him know. We should let him know in the comments. And that was, okay, so that was just uh, the number one. Number two, you don't get paid enough. I'm getting kind of tired of this one because people are always like, yeah. you know, I don't want to compensate for the employer's wages, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, okay, so let's look at the reverse of that. So the employer decides to pay us a salary or a higher hourly wage. Then what's going to happen? Like, How much is your meal going to cost? Yes. That menu is going to skyrocket. Yeah. Enjoy your $50 salad to mm-hmm. include the bartender, the server, the busboy, the runner, and the kitchen staff. And if you, yeah, and if you think that a $15 martini in Hollywood is expensive now... <laughs> Wait till it's a $25 martini. We should just make that happen for people like this. Exactly. They, that's what they deserve. Just make a restaurant just for them. Yeah, exactly. Conveyor belts, computers, and... Three, you'll spit in my food if I don't tip you. <laughs> oh, actually, he made that a question, so... You'll spit in my food if I don't tip you? Yeah. No, not really, but for him, yes. Four, bringing me my food isn't worthy of being paid extra. It's like, did you cook it? Did you invent it? No, you picked it up and brought it to me. While it might not be easy, there are plenty of jobs which are much worse. Shop floor workers, for example, and I've been a shop floor work manager, so I know. Face it, compared to other jobs, being a waiter is unskilled. You get paid what the market will think your services are worth. You don't deserve more for your work over and above what your employer should pay you. So he's saying that the, everybody in New York is only worth two dollars and 12 cents an hour which would they get paid yeah pretty much yeah well i mean see above carrying a tray <laughs> exactly. you know good like here i'll load up a tray with a bunch of food on it for you and then you can walk around the busy and crowded restaurant and we'll talk about how unskilled that is after you finish and skillfully get the food to the and table skillfully. remember and who had what yeah um Get drink orders refilled without having to ask them what they had for their drinks again. Anticipating uh, needs. Work around right. people's allergies. Uh, gosh, what else is there? I mean, come on. Help people out who are in a hurry to get to a theater show or, you know, a game. Um, the list can go on. Number five, he has money doesn't grow on trees. I expect you to be grateful and pray for me at night if I tip you 10%. Be happy I gave you anything at all. I worked for the money in my wallet, and by giving you some, I didn't have to. I'm doing you a favor. Learn to remember that when people give you something, they don't need to. It's a favor. You don't complain that they didn't give you more. By the way, the same above applies to all professionals that demand tips, including those on cruise liners. So he obviously has a vendetta against, against anybody who... Yeah, is I a think he's just an angry, an angry person. <laughs> he must be very unhappy. But, like, this guy, I, 
he it's funny because he's from India. Hmm. So, not to play the race card, but I will. I mean, <laughs> not to do that, but uh, let me do it. Yeah, um, there are certain stereotypes of certain cultures that tip less, and some tip more. All right, I've these have all been disproven to me, so I don't sound sound like a complete uh, racist on this podcast. But it is true, some traditionally will tip less, and people from India usually tip less than ten percent really? in my experience. Really. So. The fact that he's actually writing a blog about it, I was I read the blog and I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. This is a so, cultural problem, it seems like. It, it can be. We need to. We need but to. Like, like I said before, like it, I've had people from India who have tipped me extremely well. So it right. Does, yeah, it's. No, it, it it absolutely depends. It doesn't on matter. People, yeah. But just as a general, I mean, yeah, and in and in Europe and stuff like that, you know, a service charge is included, and so it seems odd to leave an extra gratuity. But it's right. like that's not. We're in the United States. Please, you know, abide by the custom. But that is the big <laughs> argument. It's like, you know, people from Australia or Europe. Yeah. They're like, well, Asia. isn't it included? Well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not included. And then they have to, maybe they're upset that they have to do math at the table. I think that's maybe. That could what, be it. Yeah. That always puts everyone in a bad mood. I could see that because I wasn't too, too fond of math. I never did very yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll blame it on that. <laughs> the math is the problem. That's what we've discovered. So, Okay. So let's say when your uh, your chefs were on the show, were mm-hmm. you working for them when they were when they were on the show or no? No. Okay, because so I was going to ask you if like there were any like altercations with like cameras being in there or. Well, n- not any of that that I've ever seen, but they definitely do a ton of publicity events um, in the restaurant. So the restaurant is huge. I should probably mention there's like a main dining room, a cantina surrounding the giant bar that's oh, wow. like a forty person bar, and then there's a whole wow. patio. So it's huge. Okay. And um, how big is the kitchen? It's huge. Okay. Like, it's just like, it would have to be. It's huge. Um, and a lot of times they'd shut down the main dining room to do publicity stuff. Okay. And, um, sometimes I would just come into work and there would be a camera crew and a stage set up and all these lights and <laughs> like a crew of people. And I'd just be like, Oh, what's going on today? And someone would be like, Oh, you know, Susan's giving an interview and we'd be right. like, okay, so we'll just work around it and try to be quiet, you know, when they're taping, which is impossible <laughs> in a restaurant, but we would try. It really is because I've done a couple of those things. The recent one I can think of as for the show, Melissa and Joan, it was like a reality show. They actually taped an oh, episode. Oh, with the, with the rivers? Yes. Got it. Yeah, they taped an episode at the restaurant that I work at, and they just had one long table in the middle of the restaurant. It was a complete, like, buyout, so there was no other yeah. customers, obviously. But they had, like, the surrounding tables were filled with, like, extras that they came in, and I guess they offered them a free meal. And then the center table was, like, a bunch of other comics, which was pretty cool. So it was, like, yeah. Lily Tomlin, Jane Lynch, oh, wow. uh, Joan Rivers, and a couple of other people. Uh, but they're like, oh, just, you know, just like it's a normal dinner. So, you know, go ask people <laughs> what they want to order and then, which was fine. So then we get the order in, but then they're still shooting and they're like, oh, can you hold the food? Don't bring the food out yet. Don't. And next thing you know, the food's been sitting on the line for like half an hour. Right. <laughs> Freezing to yeah, death. And the, and the chef's like, um, what's going on here? It's like, well, it's not me. It's like, it's a producer. So we have to hold for Joan yeah. Rivers. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I couldn't say no. Yeah. Those are always uh, fun and interesting. It's yeah. got to be an L.A. thing. You know what? Yeah. You know, it, it I don't is. think other people have to have to navigate around that kind of stuff. I think it's just us. It is. And of course, uh, most L.A. servers are like, um, can I do this if I'm in SAG? Like, right. <laughs> oh, my God. The best in the world. Like, um, it's OK if I was caught on camera. Like, I didn't sign a release for that. Yeah. 
and um, I don't know if my agent would approve. Are you offering IMDb credit? Because yeah, could I, be. <laughs> can you tap Hartley me, please? Can you tap Hartley <laughs> me for as as waiter? Right. And um, in the Joan Rivers reality show. <laughs> wow. Well, they shot an episode of Entourage at my restaurant. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And they actually let um, anybody who worked in the lounge or the restaurant audition because they had a, a role for a bartender and a role for oh, server. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I auditioned for the role of server, and this was a very humbling experience because obviously I have waiter experience. Right. So I go on for the audition, and then the casting director's like, yeah, we're looking for somebody more real. I'm like, that's what I do. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically I'm not good enough to play myself. Real like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can, I can be more real. I don't know how much more real you want as a server. What a bizarre comment, too. You're like, yeah. is that like, thank you or not? No, thank you. I don't I'm know. Like, like, so you'll call me? I, mixed feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I call my agent. Yeah, I don't, I think I may not have gotten it. I don't know. I'm not real. He's I like, guess. but you're a waiter. I'm like, yeah, maybe not anymore. Yeah, it's like, I guess I'm not very good. <laughs> not very good at acting like a waiter. Too much experience, maybe. Like, too much honesty. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was a lesson learned. I will lesson. not be like, Will not be as honest at auditions anymore. There you go. So, did you ever have like any uh, like did, did the chefs like or you guys just get fed up of it like being like a celebrity chef environment? Because I had many of those where like just friends kept friends of the chef kept coming in, and it wasn't that they were friends of the chef. It's like oh, we're friends with the chef. Like you just kept hearing this comment over and over again. A little bit, a little bit, not too, not too much. And I think because it was spread out over four locations, maybe you know people got that right. in other places. Um. But no, I didn't hear too much of that, fortunately. Some people will come in and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're really close with Mary Sue. And like she said that we would have like free appetizers. And I'm just like, OK, well, I'll ask. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I can't just give you free things without, you know, it's always kind of ballsy, first. too, for people to come yeah. in and say, oh, I'm supposed to get free stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The, the ballsiness of people that come in to eat at restaurants and of the other people working with you in the restaurant like shocking, right? Like absolutely shocking. I think the worst thing, well, like maybe my worst day at work ever. <laughs> it was actually really, really recently. It was like, I don't know, a month and a half ago. And it, it, it was already just like such a bad day because like I had an acting job that I was going to basically get fired from because I couldn't get a shift cover. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll try to get out early. And then they were like, no, you can't. It was just really, they were being rigid for no reason, basically. And, um, we had like a new host, like this poor guy um, who, who I had met that day and he had been making a lot of mistakes and like giving people the wrong menu. So they were ordering off the brunch menu and it was no longer brunch. And then the food runner didn't run my food like twice. And it was just, it was just nothing was going right. And this woman came in and she was sitting at a table and I got her a beer and she ordered a burger and um, I put in the order. And then I looked over at her table like 45 minutes later and there was nothing on it. And I was like, no, like not today, not again. You know, so I like stomped back into the kitchen and I said to the, um, to the sous chef, I was like, Stacy, I was like, where is my burger on like two 30 or whatever? And she was like, um, I put that out in the window like a half hour ago. And I'm like, what? Like unbelievable. So I go to find a manager and I go back through the main dining room and there's this little section where the servers sit and eat. And like out of the corner of my eye, out of like my peripheral vision, I see the host eating Come a on. burger. And it's like, I put two and two together and I like realized what had happened. And I went over to him and I got like an inch from his face and I go, where did you get that? And he goes, the, the, the window. And I was like, did you order 
it or did you just see it and thought it looked good and take it and he was like well I ordered it and I was like well did it come out in three minutes like did you get it in three minutes was it the fastest order you've ever taken (laughs) in your life and he was just like I I didn't check the ticket or something like that I was just like wow like unbelievable I like couldn't even so I like stomped over to the manager and I was just like I couldn't even put a sentence together I was still I'm still mad about it it's like a month and a half later and I'm like still freaking out about it and I was like oh you know Jane like burger host ate snack woman you know like I couldn't even and so she was like calm down and so she took me into the kitchen and she got like two appetizers and she was like you know just give her these appetizers and let her know there was a mix-up in the kitchen and we're sorry so I take him out to her table and the whole time I'm just like is he going to be punished like the gall like who is that brave to just snatch something out of the window like I was just so angry and I was like oh and he's gonna get away with it and it's gonna be like it it didn't even happen you know and she's not gonna know and so I dropped the appetizers for this woman and I'm like I'm so sorry there's a mix-up in the kitchen and here are two signature appetizers and here's what's in them and thank you so much for your understanding and she goes oh thank you so much and I was like you're welcome and I turn around and I got like two steps away and I was like I can't, I can't let it go. So I turned around back to the table and I go, the host ate your burger. (laughs) She goes, she goes, what? And I was like, he just ate it. I was like, imagine my horror when I looked over and saw you burgerless. And there he was back there, like chowing down and like, there's no tomorrow, you know? And, um, she was like, well, they just really can't have people doing that. Can they? And I was like, absolutely not. You know? And it was this whole big thing. And, um, so I did get I did get in trouble for um for, for telling her that the host ate her burger, but it was worth it. It was justice, and um, I just I oh, he hated me after that. The thing I was only there for like another week, and and yes, I was a little mean, but it just absolutely blows my mind that someone would be brave enough and entitled enough to think that they could just grab some food out of the window that like right. couldn't possibly be theirs because they ordered it two minutes ago. How long had this person been working in the restaurant? I mean like a week, but he said he had managed a previous restaurant. He well, said he, he like thinking? managed a hard rock cafe or something. I'm like, huh, liar. Right. Right. Unbelievably Wait, so ballsy. There was like a, a half hour time frame of mm-hmm. this woman not having anything on the table, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, he says that he ordered a burger. Where was that other burger? Was that a, were they still cooking it? Oh, he had literally put in the order for his burger uh-huh. like two minutes before I went back there to check. His burger wasn't even done being made yet. Right. He had been eating another burger, her burger, for 30 minutes. Because <laughs> he just took it out of the window. Right. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was, I think, that was probably the worst day I've ever had at work. Because <laughs> it was just like, this cannot be. You know the panic you feel when you look over and someone's meal is late and you're just like, oh my God, like... I'm going to be in so much trouble. Like I have to face them if the kitchen messed up. They don't have to come out. In fact, I think that should be a rule. If the kitchen messes it up, they should have to come out and explain it to the guests. That is great. You heard it here first. It should be a new rule. It really should. The kitchen should have to come out and apologize to the table. Because then I think they'd be a little more conscientious about how the food goes out. If they had to explain it when it wasn't like, well, you know, I didn't want cucumbers on it and there's cucumbers all over it. You know, it's like, well, now I have to. Make there needs to be some sort of education way. about it too because they always think it's the, the server's fault and then yeah. we're the ones that are going to get docked for it because we're, right. they're going to tip us based on that. Right. Or things that are not in our control. I'm just like, I didn't make it. I don't know how to make it. Right. I don't cook. <laughs> I just, please. Drinks are different. Like I did make those and so if someone's mad about those, it's like, okay, well, sorry. People need to be taught lessons. They do. They really do. And you mentioned something earlier when you talked about saying how uh, Yelp has this kind of power over people in restaurants. And 
I think that the power that they have is based off of how much people are paying them to keep good reviews on their uh, Yelp site right. versus negative reviews. Yeah, because you can pay for like what comes up when you yes, search. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And many people, even Yelpers, have been sued for writing negative things about uh, businesses because they wow. lost business because of that. And more power to them, you know? They th this is what I can't stand. I, I say it every podcast, but they think they can just hide behind their laptop and you know say whatever negative thing that comes into their head that actually has nothing to do with the business or why they even went there in the first place but the right. fact that they don't like uh the orange stripe on the server's uniform right it's some arbitrary ruined, thing. yeah ruined their entire experience like this woman oh no <laughs> get her yelp profile for you because this is the section that i like to call the la yelp diaries <laughs> We like to talk about some of our favorite people, and that is Yelpers. <clears throat> Here we go. Like this woman, Ashley K. from Laguna Hills, California. Okay, Ashley. Ashley is an elite Yelper. Oh. For the past three years, so she spends a lot of time on this website. She's committed. Yeah. I, what can you say about her? She is committed. Uh, she does have a little selfie for her thumbnail pic. Oh, cute. So it's one of those. So she starts out. <clears throat> Dear Yelp. Yikes, what? <laughs> we stopped in for a quick bite and a drink for three or three before our movie. This place is attached to the schmancy mall. And for a mall restaurant, it is very nice. Urban, steakhouse, looking joint, dimly lit, nice bar, tray chic. Tray chic, ooh, good. She's cultured. Good French, yeah. yeah. We were seated right away toward the back, 2 p.m. on a Sunday, and our waiter came right up and greeted us and brought us our waters. All the staff here... Look like they are struggling actors, musicians, etc. Profound. I've never heard of a struggling actor working in a restaurant. I mean, <laughs> also, how, how struggling? What does that look like? I'm a struggling actor. Do right. I'm struggling? I hope not. I would, I would like to be called more of a struggling waiter. Struggling waiter. Yeah, yeah that's more appropriate. I think that's... I think that's the look that I have when I'm waiting tables sometimes and I'm struggling. I am struggling. I'm in the weeds here. I mean, how can I not right. be struggling? If I, no, a struggling actor, I would be much happier. Yeah. Because I would be on set. Right. Yeah. Struggling through your lines. Yes. <laughs> that would be a good problem in some ways. Exactly. So she continues, that's not a bad thing, but there's an unmistakable <laughs> air about people who would rather be and think they belong. Wait, there's, that's not a bad thing, but there's an unmistakable air about people who would rather be and think they belong are worthy of working elsewhere. That aside, we received standard service, nothing spectacular, and nothing subpar. This girl fancies herself a real writer, doesn't right. she? All but her metaphors she... and her her big words. I mean, I know people who have office jobs that don't want to be in that office job. So <laughs> I'm confused about the use of are worthy. Like, did she say something about like are worthy to be somewhere else or something like that? Yeah, that didn't make too much. That's why I had to read it again. Yeah, like, what does that what does that mean? Like, we're we think. <laughs> Like we're only good enough for a restaurant job or I don't, that doesn't make sense. There's an unmistakable air about people who would rather be and think they belong slash are worthy of working elsewhere. So there's something about people who like have the audacity to think they belong at a better job. I guess. I, I don't know. Like okay. I, 
Like when I greet a table, I go, hey, how are you doing? And they say, oh, fine, how are you? And I say, well, you know, I'd rather be working at Spago's. Yeah, yeah, I, there's other places I'd right. rather be. And so. I don't know, I tried to get in at Mastro's, but there was like a cattle call, so I didn't get in. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't even look at me as me. <laughs> she continues. We started with a couple drinks. The cocktail menu really impressed me. I have the booze taste buds of a 20-year-old, and I'm super picky. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, most 21 year when I was 21 years old, my booze buzz consisted of natural ice and some kind of Lucky's charcoal filtered vodka. Um, pop off vodka. Yeah. By the handle. <laughs> yes. Super classy. <laughs> With a little plastic uh, filter at the top, so it would just kind yeah, of dribble out. Yeah. Oh like, man. Trying to keep the children safe by not allowing too much. Yeah. Well, you can just pop that thing off. She says, I never really got excited about fancy craft cocktails with muddled earth and raw sugar and things infused with other things. That's why at places like this, I'm normally left ordering a shitty glass of overpriced champagne or a plain old vodka soda. But the cocktail menu here, I've had a hard time narrowing down my options. I went with a black apple Mai Tai and my friend ordered some other minty looking thing. I didn't try hers, but I loved mine. Seriously, one of the best cocktails I've had. I ended up ordering a second and would have ordered a third if time would have permitted. And I didn't want my friend to think I was an alcoholic. Whoops, I just added that line. Oh, I was like, oh my God, wow, that's no. personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding. I added that line. But she did say, so good. She continues, if I, were, <laughs> so good. If I were a judge, if I were to judge on the drink slash atmosphere slash experience, a lot of slashes here, up to the point alone, that would have gotten four stars. Unfortunately, we ordered food. Dun, dun, dun. Right? <laughs> so dramatic. I asked what the soup of the day was, and he said it was a minestrone, and the other soups were tomato bisque and vegetarian chili. Our waiter recommended the minestrone, so I went with that, and my friend had the tomato bisque and grilled cheese. Food came out quick and was hot, but, um, hi, chef. Have you ever had... Seriously, um, hi, chef? Yeah. Ooh, oh, Okay. So this is, this okay. is, I think this is why I was like asking so many questions about people who come in and wanting to see the celebrity chef or asking about food for that because people watch these shows. I, I watch Top Chef, yeah. but I don't think I can, I, that doesn't qualify me to think that I'm a graduate of CIA or some other cooking institution. Right. All right. This is what people on Yelp think they are. They, they, they watch these shows or. It's so self-important. Yes. <laughs> so, um, hi, chef. Have you ever had minestrone? Have you ever seen minestrone? Do you know what minestrone is? Wrong, all wrong, all wrong. I honestly can't even believe someone actually served that to me. I kid you not, it was a bowl of reddish colored broth with a fuck ton of onions, a few carrots, and maybe five or six cannellini beans. Well, I- Isn't, isn't that kind of what it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's like red soup broth with some vegetables. Right, and some right? beans. So what was wrong yeah. with it? Sounds pretty accurate Sounds to pretty me. fine to me. Yeah. Not sure who thought this was minestrone, but <laughs> might I direct you to a little culinary palace we call Olive Garden. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> they know what's up when it comes to minestrone. And for half the price this restaurant charges for a bowl, I can literally eat minestrone all day long at Olive Garden. Well, then go to Olive Garden. Hello. They will be happy to seat you. And you can get bowl after bowl after bowl of that minestrone soup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When you're there, your family. Just go. Needless to say, I sent the minestrone back and they brought me the chili instead, which was very good, although not completely hot. <laughs> and I wish I would have ordered that to begin with. Okay. It's like My you don't care. Yeah. My friend liked her lunch well enough, but I mean, how can you really fuck up grilled cheese? I would <laughs> <laughs> I would not return here 
except for 80 more of those cocktails. Psst, Minestrone. Ha, <laughs> fucking neophytes. Oh, you know, she just wrote this whole review so that she could say the word neophyte. Yeah. You know, that's what she did. And she put a curse word next to it. So she doesn't like sound pretentious. Right. That's like a thing that people do. And it's ridiculous. And she's doing it all over the place. And I'm going it's out, like, I'm down to earth. I'm so relatable. Right. Like neophytes. And I'm going to guess that she got neophyte off of Urban Dictionary. Something. So because she has that app on her phone and she looks it up every day. Oh, she's like, yeah. I'm going to use this word today. It's no, that's exactly what happened. She great. was like, the sun is not going to set on today unless I'm able to use <laughs> yeah. the word neophytes in a public forum <laughs> somehow. Congratulations, Ashley. Great you job. Did it. You did it. Check that off the list. So proud. Oh, my gosh. She concludes with, also, they left the minestrone on my bill, which they <laughs> removed. But still, that damn onion broth was trying to haunt me to the very end of the meal. That's disgusting. What? That made me feel sick. That's gross. <laughs> also, they left the minestrone on my bill, which they removed. So, so they like they dropped they... the check initially and it was on there and, and then she sent... was like, oh, the minestrone is still on there right. and they were like, okay. But the broth was there to the end of her meal. So she had so bad she could breath. Still ta- yeah, right. exactly. that's disgusting. You know what? I think she's disgusting. <laughs> she is disgusting. And she's been doing this for three years? I, well, yeah, she's been an elite yelper, an elite for, yelper for three years. Uh, let's see. Since uh, she was elite yelper in 2012, 2013, and 2014. Ugh. <sighs> And Ashley Kay likes to review everything from that restaurant to the Attic Community Theater. Oh, no. The Adonis Mediterranean <laughs> Grill, <laughs> Sushi Places, Sammy's Original Sports Bar, down the line. Well, like we say on this segment of the show, Ashley Kay, you got yelped. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to our final segment on the show. I call it the Daily Specials, where Taylor is going to be asked by myself 10 rapid-fire questions. Oh, no. She has not been prepped for this in one way whatsoever. She actually hasn't had any media outlet within this past... <laughs> yeah. Let, tell us about that real quick. Okay, I'm doing something called uh, media deprivation. I'm uh, in a workshop right now uh, that deals with unblocking creativity, and this is week four's assignment. So no books, no TV, no internet, nothing. I can text and I can answer my emails. And so I've been slowly going crazy. But um, <laughs> it's... Uh, they say it's good and it's important and it'll help, but um, the jury's still out on that. <laughs> Definitely hard to do. I don't know if I could last a, an hour. And I have three I, more days. I, yeah. Three more. Oh, I can do it till Monday. Hang, hang tough. Just hang oh, tough. It's hard. Hang tough. Three more days, then you can definitely listen to this podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. The okay. daily specials. <clears throat> Number one, have you ever spit in a customer's food? Absolutely not. Two, how many coworkers have you hooked up with? Zero. Three, when you go out to eat, do you evaluate your service? Yes. Four, will you say something to your server if the service is bad? No. Five, best tip you have ever received? $100 on one drink. Six, is it harder to wait on girls or guys? Girls. Seven, what was the best excuse you used to call out sick? Uh, no, I think I was actually sick, so I was puking. So, so it was real, but <laughs> I guess it was. Must have been one hell of a phone call. Hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally just like, I just puked. I can't come. Say bye. <laughs> Eight. Have you ever been tipped in anything besides money? 
Um, I don't know if this counts. One time a guy tipped me a $1 bill and on the back of the $1 bill it says the word one and he put a B before the O and an R after the E so it's dollar red boner. <laughs> yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> and considering a dollar bill is only six inches long. Um, no, well, then there you have it. Right. <laughs> there you have it. He's trying to say a lot about himself. Number nine, worst thing you've ever been written up for. Oh my God. The, the <laughs> quote was, this is so ridiculous. Um, the quote was, um, Miss Murphy Sinclair failed to deliver two Pescado Ensenada tacos to a very hungry guest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kill me. Yeah. Ridiculous. The language of write-ups are so dramatic. It's a very corporate. It's so And annoying. And yeah. annoying. Yes. I saved it. <laughs> Please tell me it's up on your fridge. Please tell me. No, it's in my little like lockbox of treasures so I can pull it out for a good laugh whenever I'm feeling sad. <laughs> it's like one of those motivational tools that you have. All right, I'm going to succeed as an actor and this yes, is going to be one. and this is. And then I'm going to tell that guy who wrote me up for this <laughs> stupid thing, like, I just want an Oscar. <laughs> nice. And number 10, knowing what you know now about the service industry. If you go, could go back in time and talk to your younger self on your first day at your first in service industry job, hmm. what would you say? Hmm. I guess I would say get two sets of your uniform because you're not going to want to wash it every other day. <laughs> That, that would be the main solid thing. advice. Yeah, you know? That is, two shirts at least. Get oh, two shirts. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been another fantastic episode of the Bitter Bistro Podcast with my guest, Taylor Murphy Sinclair. Taylor, are you I know you're not on the internet right now, but when you are <laughs> aren't in deprivation, are you on Twitter? Can we find you on Twitter? Do you have everything that you're promoting right now at show? Oh, I wish I had something. Um I'm on Facebook, Taylor Murphy Sinclair. Please find me. I have a Twitter, but I never tweet. And I'm going to get an Instagram someday. So look out for that. I think one thing is enough. I mean, there's too many things to do. It's stressful. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, I know. Like this, for example, where you can find Taylor, like she said, on Facebook. You can also uh, like The Bitter Bistro on Facebook.com backslash The Bitter Bistro. Find The Bitter Bistro on Twitter at The Bitter Bistro. All things bitter can be found at www.thebitterbistro.com. Find me on iTunes, Stitcher. You guys are going to love this episode. I know I did. Thanks again for being in studio. Thank you. All right. Remember, service don't pay the rent with compliments. Better party of one. Your table's ready.